Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Welcome to episode 89 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. It's time for another adventure in the world of Pokemon. I'm your host, Doug, and I'm Team Typhlosion because today we're continuing to talk about the latest in the lineage of Pokemon Core Series games, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Of course, Victory Road is a production of the Four Eyed Radio Network and is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design to fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And as always, please subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you're listening. Those ratings and reviews make victory road much more visible and easier to find and i am joined by somebody who needs no introduction he is the co-founder of this very podcast it is kyle he has joined us once again um because as he said right before we started he is dying to talk about pokemon legends arceus and i am thrilled to have him here to talk about it hi kyle you say i don't need an introduction and yet you still give me an introduction I mean, I have to say who you are at the very least. <laughs> Although I guess if I didn't, people would still figure out who you are just when you started talking. <laughs> yeah, I have such like a unique voice that you either love it or you hate it. I've come no, to people terms just... with. <laughs> I mean, I guess I feel the same way about my own, but people have been listening. They know who you are. Next time, I'll just say he's here and then you can just go right into it. <laughs> you know who's got a great voice? Huh? Eric Berry. Yeah, yeah. Eric has like uh like a radio voice, honestly. Yeah, like he, he could be on the radio. Perf- it's it's perfect in my opinion. That's uh that is uh, one of the hosts of Ranger Command Power Hour. If somehow you aren't aware of them, I would be surprised because I feel like uh, there was probably a lot of overlap at the very beginning between our podcast and theirs. But who knows? People may have found us just along the way. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah. It's going. Oh, just uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um obviously been playing kyle has a one-year-old everybody <laughs> that's yeah, what that I have meant a one-year-old who's also sick right now so no yeah. yeah he's also just got uh some teeth coming in so mm. uh, last night he had a fever of 101.5 this morning it was down Oof. to 100.6 so it's going down um and then i think like we checked uh, right before his nap it was like 100.3 so it's definitely going down but yeah it's tough when they can't tell you what's up. Yeah, it really is. And usually, like, he's super energetic, and he still gets, like, his bursts of energy, but his crashes are just harder than ever. I mean, relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, you've seemingly had time to escape into the world of Hisui, uh, which I know yeah. at, at any given point when you have, like... <laughs> baby (laughs) you just never quite know how much time you're gonna get but it sounds like you've been able to put plenty of time into this game yeah so um basically the only time i really play is after we put luke down for bed and if we're not gonna Mm -hmm. watch 
something major on TV. So, like, if we have yeah. something like Amazing Race on, that's something I can play while watching. But if we have something like um, This Is Us or Book of Boba Fett, then I'm like, I yeah. got to put all my attention into that, and then I'll play my video game afterwards. And then sometimes, like, my wife will go to bed, and then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to play for a little bit. And the next thing I know, it's, like, 12 o'clock at night, and I'm like, I got work in the morning. I got to go to bed. <laughs> so Yeah, I've yeah, trying- it's definitely that kind of game. <laughs> Yeah, I've been trying to play as much as I can. And what's funny is um, I've gotten to a certain point in the story, and we can talk about that in just a little bit because I don't know how far you mm-hmm. want to go into spoilers. but Sure. And then I just kind of stopped last week, and I've just been shiny hunting. There's something about this game that is capturing that in a lot of people who either wouldn't typically do that until after they've done everything or mm-hmm. who might never do that. Like I have yeah. I have friends who never do any sort of shiny hunting or side questy mm-hmm. type stuff. Like they're very much main story people, but yep. they keep getting distracted by other things in this game. But this game is kind of built for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean with the new increase in shiny odds for the outbreaks, which is like goes from like one in 4,000 and something down to like one in 158, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Exactly. So anytime there's an outbreak, I'm like, ooh. And so my first one that I got, other than the free shiny that the game literally hands you, mm-hmm. um, was a shiny Sligo. <laughs> Red Gyarados and Ponyta. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which Equals. I love that they hand you. I love that it's a free Ponyta because Ponyta has if not the best uh, shiny form out of any Pokemon, I will die on that hill. It's great. The only thing that could make it better is if it was like charcoal colored. <laughs> yeah. Or like if the flames are green, but that's yeah, just yeah, my yeah. own preference. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I caught a shiny Sligo and um, I was like, oh, awesome. And so then I just kept playing and then I found a shiny Yen Mega. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And that was it for a little bit. And then all like one night, I found three shinies in like one night. I got like a shiny uh, Glam Meow, Gligar, and oh, what was the third one? I don't remember what the third one was, but I was still just blown away by the fact that I got three. So yeah. right now I have six shinies in the game, and I'm trying to hunt down all of the new Pokemon in shiny forms. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. if I can find a shiny uh, Stanler, Scyther, uh, all of them, I want to find them so this way I can evolve them and get shinies of all the new Pokemon. That's my goal. Yeah. Wasn't Stantler one of them? Isn't that one that you said you had found? Uh, No, not yet. Oh, I must be. Yeah. Somebody told me they found a shiny Stantler, but now I have no, no idea who it was if it wasn't you. <laughs> yeah. And... I've also just been really loving all the new Pokemon that we've gotten into this. Even the new forms. Like, everything has just been... There hasn't been one where I'm just like, really? That's the that's the choice you made? Nope. I love everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... You know, I, I mentioned this... I don't know if this was with Dr. Ben or, or where I mentioned this, but I mentioned that I have, in the past, on this very podcast, with you, tried to articulate what I think would be a smart move forward for Pokemon, And Mm -hmm. it's not like I was trying to describe this game exactly, but the fact that this game explores a somewhat familiar region Mm -hmm. with mostly Pokemon we know, but some new Pokemon that kind of play into what the experience is, 
that's kind of what I was trying to describe. And I think that this game really does that where it's like, we're not going to create, you know, 90 new Pokemon just for the heck of it. Um, we're going to give you some new stuff because we're exploring a new time and, and technically speaking a different region. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and then most of the new forms kind of play into the progression of the game. And like that to me makes sense as opposed to like, a hundred new Pokemon every two years or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was actually with Dr. Ben because, uh, I just listened to your two latest episodes, um, mm-hmm. like, uh, this past week. Cause I was like, Ooh, I want to hear what Doug is thinking about the game. And I, <laughs> how I am I doing? Agree. How am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Doing by the okay? way, <laughs> I left the show in great hands. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and I gotta say, like, I completely agree. Uh, because even I've been kind of like, wow, what are we going to do? Like, so many more Pokemon. Like, they're just going to keep adding and adding. And it's going to feel like it's just going to be exhausting mm-hmm. to just try to remember everything. But, like, the way that they're doing it now is honestly perfect, in my opinion. Um, I love that we only got just got, like, a select handful. And I even made it a point to make sure that, like, my team consisted of all new Pokemon, either forms or actual Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm loving every single one of them. Uh, like I had actually looked at like the spoilers beforehand, just mm-hmm. like for the new Pokemon, because I was like, I gotta, because I also had to wait like a few extra days <laughs> to compared know. to every. Well, I also had to like wait a few extra days because mine was coming in the mail, which by the way did not take nearly as long as waiting for Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. This only took like three days compared to like a whole thank week. God. Thank God, thank Arceus rather. <laughs> oh yes, thank Arceus. <laughs> um, yes, and yes, I realize we both say uh, Arceus in different ways. Um, I say Arceus. We do. Say if anybody, right? If anybody hasn't encountered why that is the case, it's like one of the few Pokemon pronunciation debates, and there are some. I think Rayquaza, this is the strongest Rayquaza. one to make a case either way, mm-hmm. because they we we can trace exactly back to where the split happened. And technically, they're both official, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like, you could even say like uh, Silvalli and uh, its uh, special ability, which is the RKS system. So technically, yeah. Arceus would be the correct pronunciation. But I don't know. I just like the smooth Arceus, the way of mm-hmm. saying it. Yeah. Um, I've even seen some people just going Arcus, Arcus, <laughs> which go Arcus. I love it. So, oh, like Zeus. It is actually spelled the same way, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, again, I'm all for all these different spellings uh, and pronunciations. I, I understand what you're saying. That's the important part. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I know. You texted me and you said, I'm listening to the episode with Dr. Ben, and I agree with, with what you're saying. And I got to say, I... I would love to hear it. Tell me all the things I've said you love to agree with. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it was mostly just that right there about the whole fact yeah. that um, just uh, having us just go like a little bit of intro- mm-hmm. introducing new Pokemon without going like 200 and then eventually down the line do something for nostalgia's sake and release a whole bunch of new Pokemon. Yeah. I don't be for, all for that. Like if Legends Arceus is the way to go for the future, like Legend Games... Sign me up. Yeah, I I do. Th- I I still am baffled as to what the plan will be, right? Because there mm-hmm. is a part of me, and I know this is coming from twenty five years of having it one way, right? But mm-hmm. there's still a part of me that's like, surely they're not going to totally abandon the traditional 
format, right? Like there's no way, Mm -hmm. but there's also nothing that says they couldn't. And it's not something that hasn't been talked about for forever. Honestly, is like, when are we going to get like a different, like big sort of change? You know, we, I think even back when we had only two generations, folks were talking about, well, what if the next Pokemon games on N64, (laughs) you know, so it's an old conversation. There's no reason it couldn't happen. I just, have no idea what it'll look like. And technically nobody does. Um, but I can't wait to find out. I, I have to believe that we're still going to have this sort of split core series, but nothing, nothing. I got nothing to base that on. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like if there is going to be another core series game, it'll either be set. Like I have to assume it'll either be set with like a new region or, mm-hmm we'll get like a return to Johto or return to Unova because those are the next two regions that we have not visited in a long time. Yeah. I still think I've said it so many times in this podcast. I think that Johto would be a perfect region for another legends game. I think it, would, it's, uh, a, it's a match made in, you know, yeah, whatever as would Unova. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And here's another thing. If they were to do Johto, they could incorporate Kanto into that if they wanted to. Oh, absolutely. It's all the same land mass. What if uh, Johto and Kanto is literally at one point just one full continent Mm -hmm. and it's just one region. You get to explore both. And then at some point in time, the land gets divided and that's how we get Kanto and Johto. Mm -hmm. And that's the game. Yeah, it could be. It could be. There's plenty of stories they can tell, and I think this opens up so many doors. Yeah, it could be like the Can the Kanjo region. The Kanjo region. <laughs> That's fun. I like that. Right? <laughs> Which is funny, you almost have to do it that way too, because if you combine the beginning or end of either one, you still end up mm-hmm. with Kanto and Johto. <laughs> exactly. Because um, also... Uh... Unless you want the Toto region. <laughs> <laughs> well... In uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver, there's an Arceus event that you can do, and it takes you to the ruins, and they're called the Sinjo Ruins. Mm, so that's Sinjo cool. Johto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would love for a Johto region, and I would love for a Unova region, because those two are so heavily, have so much history that they could explore. Um, yeah. Even X and Y could as well, if we were to go 3,000 years into the past. But at that point, though, you have to question, like, if they could do it because Pokeballs didn't exist at that time. So how would you do the whole capture mechanic? Because if I have to go up to a Pokemon and give it a great big hug, I'm all for that. (laughs) Well, can I give you uh, can I give you maybe some alternate scenarios that would sort of be in a similar vein, but not be just straight up the next Legends game? Obviously, yes. I think. Yeah, I don't know why I asked, but I think it'd be funny (laughs) if you said no. I guess I would have just moved on, but. I think that there are maybe opportunities for them to continue exploring what are essentially like previously relegated to spinoff genres um, through these types of stories. Because let's be honest, if they didn't explicitly tell us this was a core series game by their own categorization, no one would have Mm -hmm. called it that. They would have called it a spinoff because... Exactly. That's basically what it is when you relate it to anything else. You know, like no mm-hmm. one calls Conquest a core series game. No one calls whatever a core series game. I guess the biggest argument is just the fact that we know that Hisui turns into Sinnoh, um, whereas other spinoff games tend to center around other regions. Mm-hmm. But you could do something like a Conquest or a Warriors franchise game in 
Kalos. And I think it would actually fit really, really well. And then I think you could arguably not have to have a capture mechanic if you really wanted to stick with the idea that this is the sole way that Pokeballs sort of came to be. Um, Also, I know that this is not like Lorehead's favorite thing. Pokemon does not care about clean lore, so they could just come up with a different capture mechanic in a different region and say that that's, you know, everything just developed separately. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... And um, we would all just have to swallow it. (laughs) Well... Oh, what was, uh, do you remember the episode in the anime with the giant Pokemon with the Alakazam and the Gengar, where they had, mm-hmm. like, these relics that were technically ancient Pokeballs? Yeah. Um, something like that. Or, uh, Ranger. One. I mean, I know Ranger, you're yeah. not permanently capturing things, but they do right. have the, I don't remember what they're called, the tracers, the tops, whatever. Yeah. And then there's also one of the movies, um, where they actually go back in time and, uh, uh, there's this one guy he uses like a staff to control a heatran. Mm. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff. I think there's plenty of ways they could go about it. And they honestly, given that you know this game, Legends Arceus references other regions where mm-hmm. Pokemon and and people do have clearly better relationships, like Alola. It's clear yeah. that in Alola, there's at least some sort of relationship that isn't as prevalent in Hisui because they reference ride Pokemon. Um, it's entirely possible that in a different region, they didn't start capturing Pokemon until after this story, uh, but have had relationships with Pokemon for a very long time. I think the reason for that is because I think uh, people have been settled on Alola for a lot longer, while people yep. in the Sinnoh region have just started settling there. Um, yeah, so, oh, absolutely. So Pokemon aren't used to seeing people, while in Alola they're so used to seeing people that they've grown accustomed to it. So I think that's the whole thing right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think if you're really sort of taking in everything that Legends Arceus is offering, it becomes clear that Hisui is just not as developed in its relationships or even literally just developed as far as we tend to look at cities and towns and stuff as the other regions seem to be, or at least some of them, some of the regions Mm -hmm. we don't get a ton of information about, but some of them we clearly get hints. And I think, you know, the fact that they depict the diamond and pearl clans, by the way, if you didn't listen to last episode, we talked sort of about the setup and all that sort of stuff. Kyle and I are going to speak freely. I think I'm just going to establish that here. We're okay, going to talk good. about whatever we want. So if you okay, have good. not played the game or if you haven't started the game or if you're playing it and you're at a certain point and you're worried and don't want to hear more, that's okay. Jump ahead. I'll put a timestamp in to when we get to the Varroa project. Um, but uh, Kyle and I are going to speak freely. So okay, good. the Diamond <laughs> and Pearl clans, I think their settlements are indicative of that right like if you go yeah. to the settlements of the diamond and pearl clan i mean just the fact they call them settlements as opposed to jubilife uh town or or whatever mm-hmm. ju- village rather i think yeah um and it's not as their their settlements seem to be more i, I don't want to say nomadic because they never say that and they don't indicate that but it, the mm-hmm. the clans are clearly more integrated into nature than Jubilife is trying to be. Jubilife is clearly trying to be a permanent city, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that is clearly like, they're building permanent buildings that you can't just yeah. pick up and move somewhere else. Yeah, which actually is kind of funny because Jubilife Village, if you look at its place in the map, isn't where Jubilife City is in the game. That's actually <laughs> they're in the location of Candlelave City. Yeah, I mean, hey, who knows? There could be some weird there could be some weird naming. I mean, the whole region is called something else. You know what I mean? Exactly. Maybe Which maybe technically that... Jubilife City is new Jubilife. Who knows? Yeah. Um, 
and uh, just like I love all the history building with like all these characters that become or don't become, but like obviously they're the ancestors of other characters, and I'm like, oh hey, mm-hmm. I know who you are, and then there's some, and I'm just like, are you? Who 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 are you? Yeah. <laughs> so this is that this is your area for sure because my memory is trash. Mm-hmm. We all know this, right? So like, geek out, geek out about the characters. I'm I'm. You're probably going to tell me things I didn't even pick up on. Yeah. So uh, one of the big things I really loved was um, there had always been a fan theory that the Elite Four members Agatha from Kanto mm-hmm. region and Bertha from the Sinnoh region were related, yeah. but there had yeah. never really been any confirmation. Well, in this game, we finally got the confirmation when we get the uh, uh, the three sisters. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one is based off of, or one is the ancestor of Saturn from Team Galactic. I think that's probably the most obvious one for most people because it's ju- it's a reference directly to a game that we all just played. <laughs> yeah, and then there's also the ancestor to Candace, the ice gym leader from mm-hmm. Sinnoh. Yeah, and then the last sister. Um, they all also use uh, their ancestors' Pokemon. So, like, Candace's uses an Obama Snow. Um, Saturn's uses uh, a Toxicroak. But then Agatha, or then this one, the third sister, she uses a Rhydon for Bertha, who uses Ground-type, but she also has a Gengar for Agatha. So this kind of just shows that she is the ancestor to both Agatha and Bertha. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. They actually kind of finally confirmed... A fan yeah. theory a lot of people or, have for a long time. Or strongly implied, because the Pokemon Company yeah. are the Pokemon Company, right? Or rather, game, whoever. Whoever made these decisions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the developer could have just been a fan, and he was probably told, give this exactly. Pokemon, give this trainer two Pokemon, I don't care which two. And uh, yeah. he's like, oh, I got the perfect one, ha ha ha. <laughs> I know, I know the plotting fingers, I know exactly what I'm going to do here. But in exactly. any case, I love it. I mean, it's they're not mistakes, that's for sure trying to think of any other uh cool ones um well i mean you texted me about one i mean you literally were like i can't believe they dropped this random character from this game that we weren't even talking about into this this game it's a little bit different because it's directly a character from another game but you know sort of the same vein (laughs) Mm -hmm. so they brought in a very obscure character um ingo i believe Mm -hmm. that also falls from the sky and at first i'm like (laughs) Like, they tell him, well, you don't actually see him fall from the sky, like, uh, we see you. But they mention that he also fell from... I'm like, he looks familiar. And then it dawns Uh on me, he's this obscure character from the Unova region that you either battle once um, in Black 2, White 2, because it's like a, oh, you crossed my path um, while you're in this city, Um, come check us out later, you're really strong. But then, like, he's, like, one of, like, these, uh, it's called the Battle Subway, where mm-hmm. I've done it before. You basically, it's like a battle tower, basically. You just do battle after battle after battle until you find the the head of it, and he's one of the heads. But he's lost his memory. But then, like, there's this part where he's giving you a tour through this cave, and he starts mentioning, I wish I really had uh, uh, this Pokemon I remember that used to br- burn brightly, and it's his old chandelier that he used to have. And then he mentions having a brother that used to look just like him. And I'm like, yes, yes. And so now <laughs> yes, of all of I'm this, like, all of this, we know you, sir. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, if we ever get a Unova game remake or whatever, like if we get like a black and white three, which would be even cooler. If <laughs> that would were, be wild, dude. 
Yeah, like, if you're gonna give us a remake, don't do it a remake. Give us a black and white three. Yes, please. Show, like, have it this way, like, he's in the game at first, but then after, like, a certain event or whatever, they go, oh, yeah, I don't know where he went, he just disappeared. And that's when he goes to the Hisui region, and I would just chef kiss, Mwah, I love you guys. <laughs> that would be amazing. I, it hadn't even crossed my mind that, like, they could just have Ilka do another sequel instead of doing a remake. Like they could just do black three, white three, or, you know, black and white three or whatever they wanted to call it. Well, I guess if it's Ilka, it would probably be a two versions. Yeah. Um, you could have like the return of Gestus. And the only problem though, is in black and white, your main character gets one of the box legendaries. And then in black two, white two, your other character gets the other box legendary if you follow mm. the progression of black to black to white to white to. Right. Or if you're my friend who was obsessed with Reshiram, went <laughs> black, then white to. <laughs> yeah. So you could do that. And like, I don't know how you would do the whole thing with the legendaries, but. Well, they just, I mean, honestly, they would, they would either make new ones or give them new forms or something. Yeah. You know, because it's a sequel. You know, ooh, or you can make it this way. Like you, uh, you start off in Unova, and then you have to go back in time to bring back the legendary dragon before it splits into three. Dude, and something happens with the time machine or something. That's what sends Ingo back to the Hisui region. I was gonna say they could honestly play with the fact that they now have Ingo the time traveler, you know, and they've broken time specifically in Unova if they wanted to do a sequel that technically incorporated the past. Mm-hmm. They could do some really cool stuff. I mean, again, Pokemon can do literally whatever they want whenever they want because they just do that already. But it, it is always yeah. cool when they do something that specifically references something else. Yeah. Um, especially something like an obscure character. They did the same thing with uh um Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. It was the post game. And you're basically helping Looker look for the Ultra Beast. Yeah. <laughs> and he has an assistant, and it's Annabelle, who was one of the uh, Battle Frontier brains from Emerald. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's cool when they do stuff like that. It's cool. Yeah. And like she mentions, like, she's from a place where there is no mega evolution. So she's literally from the emerald game where they don't Mm -hmm. have mega evolution and it comes and i'm just like oh this is just so beautiful everything about this game yeah i mean they they established a multiverse and they're they're at least i mean they're not they're not going overboard with it but they're clearly willing to play with it yeah definitely it's not like they're doing with the marvel cinematic universe with the multiverse right now so (laughs) yeah we'll see you know (laughs) yeah yeah. Well, what, uh, I mean, mechanically, obviously, this game is different than anything we've played with regards to Pokemon. So, like, just as far as how the game plays, the genre that it's in, because it's in a, it's basically an action RPG. I mean, if we're going to, yeah. if we're, if we have to boil it down to one genre, this is what Pokemon would do if, if it were an action RPG instead of a menu based RPG. So, uh, how are you feeling about it? At first, I was very skeptical. Um, like I even talked to you about this when I first started playing, I was like, oh my gosh, these controls are just wild and crazy. Like I'm not used to this for a Pokemon game. 
I'm like, I'm just used to, you know, just a turn-by-turn base style. And that's another thing that took me a while, which is just the battle style. Once I found mm-hmm. out I could hit a button and it tells me what the order is going to be, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I understand a little bit better now. Um, but yeah, speed stats don't really matter that much in this, about who goes first. So, like, if you got a slow Pokemon like Torterra, it's tank. Yeah, you and, can you can really finagle things, for sure. Yeah. The game has like, a lot of finesse built into it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it's necessarily... This isn't the stuff that I tend to be able to understand very well. I'm sure it's not, like, perfectly balanced or, like... I'm sure mm-hmm. it's not the the greatest statistically balanced game of all time, but it does incorporate a lot of finesse into the catching system, the battling system, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I can only imagine that if they were to build upon it, it could only get better, you know? Yeah. And then the fact that like there's no abilities in this game, which is wild. Yeah. So like there's no levitate. So like uh, certain Pokemon like Bronzor and Bronzong can be hit by Earth moves. Mm-hmm. Um, Magnemite Magneton can be hit by... Uh, Earth moves, and we'll get to those in a minute. Um, <laughs> we're gonna talk about Magnemite in a minute. Cause, sure. Uh, yeah. But oh, it took me walks. Like I even told you, like uh, locking on, I had mm-hmm. a hard time trying to figure out. So I'm like, I'm hitting the ZL button, and it's like, oh, you're just switching to third person mode. And I'm like, stop that! What am I doing wrong? <laughs> I didn't think about this when you and I were talking, but did you play um, the Legend of Zelda games from like N64 onward? The only Legend of Zelda game I've ever played is Seasons. Okay. See, I, I had a feeling because if I hadn't played, I, I didn't, I didn't grow up playing a Legend of Zelda games except for the mm-hmm. one on Game Boy. It's the only Legend of Zelda game I played um, for a very long time, or two of them on Game mm-hmm. Boy. I played um, Link's Awakening and Seasons. Okay. And so the only ones I played were the top-down ones. I didn't even play the SNES ones. I certainly didn't play the N64 ones. It wasn't until I was in college that I played the N64 one. And the thing that I remember having a really hard time with because I had already played games that were beyond Ocarina of Time, technically speaking, I had such a hard time with the Z targeting. And I remember mm. being like, this doesn't work you guys like this system doesn't work and they were like it does work you are just fighting against it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so when you were talking to me about it i was like i wonder if he's played those games because if i hadn't played uh the n64 or gamecube legend of zelda games i would have been right there with you because it's almost the exact same targeting style Mm -hmm. as those games yeah once i found out you got to get a lot closer i was like okay this Mm -hmm. works a lot better now because like i'm used to like targeting system of like kingdom hearts where mm-hmm. you hit the one button and it immediately locks on to like the nearest thing and then that's what you go for. Yeah. Um, and then the camera just stays on to it. So that's what I was kind of expecting when they said, oh, there's a lock on. But once I figured it out, I'm like, okay, it's going to be closer. Um, now, what is up with almost everything trying to attack me though? That part I'm still <laughs> not a fan of. No, it's because it's because we're it, it, like in this game we're invading their space. You know, okay. it's it's so but, funny that like in in games to this point, Pokemon hide from you in the tall grass, and in this game, you have to hide from them in the tall grass because you are the stranger. <laughs> okay, fine, but Paris has no need to be so aggressive. <laughs> Did you like, see uh Rye was oh. tweeting about this? She had she had tweeted a couple things or and retweeted a couple things about how this game is Paris's revenge or whatever for being Game Freak's least favorite Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yep. 
And so this is this is the reckoning. This is why Paris is one of the most aggressive Pokemon in the game, even though it's so cute. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is we have the Super Carlin brothers to thank for this. Thank you. Yes, that okay. is exactly who she was talking about. Yes, I believe that's who it was. <laughs> yep, they did a whole video on uh, Game Freak's least favorite Pokemon. And uh, <laughs> yes, that's what, thank you. They thank, I was never going to gonna be able to credit it properly. <laughs> yes, I've seen the video. They also did another one where it was actually Raichu, who's also their least favorite. Oh no, <laughs> that's terrible, especially considering this came up because of stuff Rai was retreating, uh, retweeting. <laughs> yeah, so they've done uh, some pretty awesome things. Yeah, and since then, the Paris uh, sitting cutie has like sold out multiple times, which I actually love that that's actually happened. As it should, as it yeah. should. Remember when Pokemon Go first dropped and everybody was like dumbfounded at how cute Paris was? And I was like, Paris has always been cute. Y'all just didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> What about the, uh, here's what I really want to to get your opinion on, because this is something I haven't talked to anybody on the podcast about yet, and haven't even really talked that much about to anybody, but the, um, the, uh, not alpha Pokemon, the, uh, goodness gracious, friend, the frenzied Pokemon. What do you mm-hmm. think about the fact that the frenzied Pokemon are basically like boss battles in like an action game? <laughs> I... Like this new concept, it's definitely the most out of left field out of all of this game. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's not even just like, oh, you just gotta battle it. Like, you have to with, like, other frenzied Pokemon, like, in past games where, like, the legendaries, yeah. like, going on a rampage, you just battle it. No. This one here, you literally have to throw bombs, B-A-L-M-S. Just putting yes. that out there so nobody yes. thinks I'm throwing bombs. Way- <laughs> Balms, as us Ohioans would say. <laughs> ah, okay, yeah, that, that makes more sense. So, but I think we're in the minority, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, so you got to throw these things at them. And I'll be honest, I have not completed one on my first try at all for any of them. Like, I've had to, like, and I, well, I keep And you redoing. did the first one without targeting, right? Yeah, I didn't know about targeting. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't figure out the targeting. That. Kyle, so, this is still blowing my mind. Yeah, well, the fact I just, that you manually aimed at, <laughs> at Cleaver. Yeah. Yeah. And and did it. Like that's mm-hmm. astound that's like elite gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So every time like I kept failing until I saw the option like uh just pick up where you left off and I'm like, wait, why isn't this just the normal Okay, fine. So I've been doing like I haven't been like completely restarting the battle. I'm like yeah. resuming the battle. I'm like, let's just do that. So this way I like I start at like a halfway point or something now. And oh it's so much easier that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think this game, I mean, this game, like I said, it adds a lot of finesse and there is Mm -hmm. a learning curve to it for sure, but it doesn't forget the fact that this franchise has been either courting new fans over the past five years or bringing people back to the franchise for the past five years. It doesn't want to suddenly push all those people away, right? So it's Mm -hmm. still, even though there's a learning curve, even though it requires finesse, even though I think it is a more difficult game than any core series game we've gotten so far because it's not just a matter of grinding it out, like, Mm -hmm. I think they still want to be sure that it is a smooth journey for everybody who has been here for 25 years or five years, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I had a thought for something, but... Oh, yeah, I meant to ask you, uh, how far are you in the game? Yeah, so I have... I've done all the frenzied Pokemon. I have gotten mm-hmm. to the sort of, like, climactic, you know, standard core series legendary stuff. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I have f- technically finished the core story. And the only reason I say pretty sure and technically is because some of the stuff that I think is considered post-game... 
feels a little bit like core story. So <laughs> yeah. So have you? Let me ask this: Have you seen the credits roll? I have seen the credits roll. That's why. So okay, I've, yeah. I've done yep. everything to the credits. So I believe I'm technically in the post game. But some mm-hmm. of the things that ha- that don't happen in the quotes main game, I'm surprised aren't part of the main game. If that makes yeah. sense. So I'm up to the part where I need to quell Avalog. Oh my god. Okay. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so yes. that's kind of where I've paused and I've just okay. been shiny hunting. So gotcha. my team is like level like 70 now. Um, <laughs> I'm well beyond everything. I've just yeah. been trying to get everything up. Um, trying to collect as much like uh, the grit and gravel and stones and stuff mm-hmm. to for my Pokemon. So this way like all their EVs are up to 10s. Um, yeah. Which is a great quality of life thing that they added to that. Um, and we're going to talk about all the other awesome quality of life stuff because I absolutely love it. But... I've already, like, Googled, like, what happens in the story and stuff. So, like, cause I, sure. once I kind of realized, oh, I'm going to be spending more time shiny hunting right now. Let yeah. me, t- I, I, I was like, it, the game's been out for, like, a week and a half now. Let me just Google what happens this way. I don't accidentally get spoiled. I'm spoiling <laughs> myself. Yeah, it's, like, in and, your own hands. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, okay, cool. This happens, this happened. Wait, that happens? Okay. <laughs> You're I'm going to wait on that destiny. one. Yeah, once I saw the uh, one of the post-game fights you have to do, I'm like, I am not ready for that at all, okay? I have heard, I have not done, I think, what you are talking about, but I haven't, but I've heard, uh, I, w- I was in a Twitch chat for Austin John Plays, uh, mm. and they were, they were mentioning it, and he's really good about, like, not being super spoilery, but he did say, like, yeah, that one will, that one will kick your butt. <laughs> I was like, yeah, "Oh no, I haven't done that one." It's the three <laughs> battles in a row. That one. <laughs> it's the three battles in a row, right? Uh, I don't even know that much. I don't even oh, know okay. that much, but I, I oh, assume, okay. I, I assume so. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, there's it, it. It puts the elite four to shame. Let's put it that way. Yeah, um, which I, honestly kind of makes sense. You know, this game, this game. It, it doesn't follow a bad structure. It doesn't have to. No Pokemon game technically has to, especially now that we've broken all those rules a couple times now. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't, but it doesn't follow a bad structure. It doesn't follow the traditional core series structure. Um, but I do think people are struggling a little bit to adjust to a Pokemon game that doesn't follow all those rules. I mean, you mentioned the abilities thing, right? That's a mm-hmm. thing I keep hearing people bring up. And while I get it, and while I think mm-hmm. it would be cool to incorporate some of that stuff, this is a different game like it, yep. it just works differently and yeah. i think it, it cannot be for you and that's totally okay but it is just a different game you know mm-hmm. it's i think it's very much like they said what if we built the a pokemon game for the first time in 2021 and it was an action adventure game and i think mm-hmm. they went from there and some stuff just naturally fell by the wayside i love breeding I don't think it's necessary for a Pokemon game now that they've taken it away. Like it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do and I will continue to do it in games that let me do it, but yeah. it's okay. It's okay. This mm-hmm. is a different game. <laughs> exactly. I love the fact that all the moves are still there. Yeah. For your Pokemon. I was yeah. like, Oh, I oh my God. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You can pick and choose. Like, so like if you're going from like boss battle, to boss battle, like, okay, I know this is gonna be this type. Okay. Let me switch out to this type. And then you can go back to your regular stuff. And I'm like, this is great. Um, yeah. And you know what's even a really small detail about that that I think is really smart? They didn't just say you can have all your moves all the time. They then went back and said, it's not just that we're going to give you all your moves all the time. We're also going to incentivize you to switch them back 
at some point or maximize mm-hmm. your use of this move because there yeah. are research tasks that are specifically mm-hmm. based on using or seeing a move used a certain number of times. So yep. I like that they added that because it kind of, they don't force you to do anything. This game is beautiful because it gives you so much choice, but they incentivize you at least to play with your move set, you know, and mm-hmm. instead of just locking it in. Yeah. It's yeah, very I cool. That. I like, and the fact that you can nickname Pokemon anytime you want, anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm a nicknamer, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> oh, and the fact that like you have to manually evolve your Pokemon. Yes, it works yes. out so well because like uh, Pokemon like uh, Sligoo into Gudra, mm-hmm. it has to evolve when it's raining. Well, if say um, in the normal games you had to level it up while it was raining, as soon as you find a rainy area, if you're above level fifty with your Sligoo, it can evolve yeah. just like that. It doesn't need to. You just go and evolve it. You don't need to level it up one more time to evolve. No, and I love that fact. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because I think if they do keep this split core series that is totally theoretical and they do continue to do traditional style core series games, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if or what they bring from the Legends series into the traditional series because some of it i would very much like to see and some of it i don't think they need to bring over and and, and in an attempt to keep things distinct i don't Mm -hmm. necessarily need them to give us all of our moves in a traditional game if they're going to keep that going but i do Mm -hmm. want them to bring over the fact that you can just choose when to evolve your pokemon if it is ready and the conditions Mm -hmm. are right because they're there really isn't a reason that it needs to evolve and you need to cancel its evolution every time it levels up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Now that now that we're not required to do that, it makes me look back and say, like, why was that even the case for so long? Like, why do I have yeah. to hit B every single time if I don't have an Everstone, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, you don't need to hit B every... Like, you can just leave the option there and you don't have to do anything. Yeah, and it just I sits there that. and lets you know. Yeah. Now, my biggest gripe with the game okay magnemite yes let's get into it you have a queue you have uh, a you have a queue of things i don't know if you got uh, to the ability stuff yet but let's talk about magnemite <laughs> uh, yeah sorry no um no that's okay i love this so magnemite it can only be found in the distortion or the time space rifts see i thought which, you would love that they're nightmares and a half to get through well, yes but they're um, but lore wise, it's brilliant. Well, here's the thing: is it not <laughs> Magnemite? Well, the Magnemite line is technically from space. Okay, sure. Yeah, you got Magnemite, Magneton, Magnezone. You can find them in these rifts. But then, yeah, there's this one little Magnezone you can find yes. out in the wild, flying about. Yeah, I don't really understand that other than they just needed things to be flying around. But you still could have had the Magnemite line out in the wild regularly. Because you, it, you really could have. Because, like, the items it's based off of really aren't that technology advanced. It's a magnet no. and some screws and some metal. Right. You really... And, again... Uh, the Magnemites are believed to... Well, the Magnemites and the Beldums are believed to be descendants from the same Pokemon that came from space. So they they totally could have. I think the reason I like it is just because there are some Pokemon that made a lot of sense to put into the space-time distortions, but there aren't mm-hmm. that many. Like, it makes sense that Porygon appears there, right? Like, yeah. how else would you get that thing here? 
Yeah, Porygon. So I understand why they might want to throw some other ones that maybe you could have made the argument, and that's a strong argument you're making, could have just already existed, right? They could have Mm -hmm. just, especially if if Beldum's floating around outside, there's no reason a magnet couldn't also be floating around outside, right? They're both metal objects uh, that aren't technically technology. Um, But I think it's clever, at the very least, uh, even if it wasn't necessary. Yeah. And the fact that the Magnemite gets angry when it sees me break my heart. <laughs> I'm like, no, I know, can we get an I'm item or something <laughs> that I'm makes like, no, it love I'm you? I'm your friend. Love me. Mm-hmm. I, look at my arm. I have a Magnemite tattoo on me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention on the show, I, I have a tattoo of Magnemite on my arm now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I, uh, I, we're, we're figuring out, uh, the, the sort of like Varroa project placement of things. And, uh, because of the Varroa project, I've stopped asking people, uh, every single time, you know, like what's something new. So ah, we'll figure out how to incorporate no. that in a way. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. Uh, but hey, but you, you can do whatever you, well, you can do whatever you want here. <laughs> you yeah. started the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. All right. Well, let me just take off all my clothes. Ugh. I mean, I'm the only one who can see you. So do your thing. <laughs> no. Eh, I'll save it for later. <laughs> what else? Uh, I'm trying to think. Did you say what you needed to say about abilities, or or was it just yeah. just that? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with the fact that there's no abilities. That okay. doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Um, just be thankful that uh, Tynamo and its line aren't in this line because Tynamo is notorious for having <laughs> absolutely zero weaknesses because it's an electric type, but it has the ability to levitate, so yeah. it doesn't even get affected by ground type moves. If this Pokemon was in the game, it'd be affected by ground-type moves for the first time. And I'm like, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Let it stay special. Exactly. (laughs) Do you have Um, a a favorite new form or new Pokemon from this game? Ooh. uh, I started with Cyndaquil. I love Typhlosion. I I am so glad Typhlosion got uh, different colored flames. Yes. It's so cool. beautiful. Actually, let me just say my team, and then I can also figure out what's my favorite from that. <laughs> I know. This um, is a hard question for you, because your team is entirely new forms or new Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> There's a mean question for me to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I knew from this get-go I was going to go with Cyndaquil and go with its new form, because I had heard mm-hmm. it was going to be a ghost type. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go with that. No, I did see that ahead of time. So, it's one of the few things I w- that I managed to see, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so I went with that. Although, uh, Decidueye's new form is really cool, too. Samurai, mm-hmm. I'm not that big of a fan of. I um, don't know po- what they could have done to Samurai to make me like it, other than put it on two feet. Yeah. So, I also have Cleavor. Nice. And Weirdeer. Yes. Uh, those two are really fun. Um, I caught an Alpha Sligu, and then immediately was like, okay, uh, I'm getting an Alpha Gudra, and that's going to be on my team. <laughs> Huge. And, that, and that's when I decided I'm going to put all new Pokemon on my team. That's yeah. the point where I decided. Because originally, like, I had Staraptor, uh, Floatzel, and Luxray on my team. You know, the three basics. The, and then, honestly, the three starters of the region. Can we be yeah. can we be real for a second? If yeah. if if we weren't locked into a type trio for starters, those three would be it. Oh yeah, definitely. L- Luxray is a starter. Yeah. Or Shinx rather, whatever. Yeah. I was going to keep them, but then like they slowly dissolved out of the team, and then I caught the new Quillfish and then evolved it into the Overquill. Overquill was a total surprise to me because Quillfish was one of the other things that I did see ahead of time. There were like three things. It was like Quillfish, 
um, Typhlosion's typing and like something else. I don't remember. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's funny that they're doing like a new quillfish. Like that's cute or whatever. Had no idea it evolved. So I didn't see it until like way late in the game and was like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny? They hinted at the new Pokemon Overquill and Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. What did they what did they say? So if you go to the Candlelave library, they talk uh-huh. about the Seas legend. And oh. basically it says, uh, and this is also how you find out how to get Manaphy in the game too. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to play Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl to get Manaphy because it tells you <laughs> with uh in your party you have to have a Mantike, a Bweasel, and a Quillfish with extra long uh uh spikes. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, so that was their clue, and uh, so if you didn't know, um, yeah, so, so Overquill... So is that added dialogue then, or is that dialogue that they created Overquill from? I believe it's uh, added to the game itself. Okay, gotcha. So it's not like yeah, this was so, like a weird thing that was written into Diamond yeah. and Pearl that they then decided to create a Pokemon out of. Mm-hmm. Man, it would have been cool yeah. if it was that way. That would have been so oh, cool. Oh, it would. <laughs> it would have, yeah. So they did that. Um, oh, and then my final Pokemon that I added is uh, Hisuian Lilligant. Nice. That was a that was also a shocker to me. I had no idea that existed. Yeah. So I was actually torn between Hisuian Lilligant and Electro, because I was like, I need a grass type. And I was like, do I go a gla- grass electric because... It's I, I love electric type Pokemon right. or do I go grass fighting? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go grass fighting. I like Lilligant. Yeah. Uh, just regular Lilligant. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And so like I kept hunting around waiting for a alpha Patillo to pop up and it finally did. And then I was like, finally, I can get my uh, <laughs> alpha Lilligant. And so that's what I've been using. And so that's my team. Uh, but I got to say my favorite form or new Pokemon, honestly, is Overquill. It's really cool. And, it is. And you and I have talked before about how, I mean, first off, all Gen 2 Pokemon are bangers, just in general. But Quillfish, mm-hmm. I believe, is one that both of us have sort of a soft spot for. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, thrilled. And it's such a fun Pokemon. And what a good name. Overquill is such a yeah, good name. It is. And it was funny. It's like, I just used a Quillfish on my uh, Soul Silver run. So oh, nice. I was like, uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. You know what I'm using in my gold run right now that I would love to see some sort of variant of or variant evolution of or something? Octillery. No, but that would be cool. I did catch uh, every time I see an alpha octillery, though, I'm like, you're mine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but no, that would be amazing. And I would be here for an octillery evolution 100%. I think octillery should have gotten like a mega evolution back in the day or something. But mm-hmm. at this point, I would love to see. Oh, 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 can you imagine if they had done a Gigantamax octillery? That would have mm-hmm. been so cool. Oh, my God. They mm-hmm. could have been a full on freaking castle fortress situation because gmax yeah. pokemon are so weird but no mm-hmm. foretra or foretress foretress <laughs> i don't know how to say mm-hmm. this one's name that's the one it's been a beast it's it's honestly my favorite pokemon in my gold run right now um, mm-hmm. but i would love to see some other version of it or some sort of evolution or variant of it i think that would be a lot of fun that's another one that if it got a gmax could literally just be a, a fortress <laughs> yeah can i just say i love how much love this game is given to you nova yeah, it's cool. I mean, and it makes sense because Unova just like, it's been a long time. 
It's yeah. been a very long time. <laughs> but I still feel like they've given like a lot of Unova Pokemon forms, but at the same time, I'm also like, I feel like there needs to be more Unova Pokemon in here. Honestly, I mean, this is funny because you've brought this up to me before and I'm like, but Kyle, why would they, it's, it's, it's Gen 4, it's like Sinnoh, but before any, before anything else, right? Um, but I, I don't disagree with you. I would, lo- I think Sin, or not Sinnoh, I think Unova is like the perfect Pokedex to do regional forms and regional evolutions from because mm-hmm. they, they made so many Pokemon that generation. I honestly think they're underappreciated because there were so many, you know, and I'm mm. guilty of that. I'm super guilty of that. I mean, I would say a lot of my least favorite Pokemon come from that generation, even though I love those games. And it's just because there were so many. I mean, my favorite Pokemon to pick on is Ducklet. You know what I mean? So it, clearly there's stuff that they, there's so much potential for them to do variants and do fun things with those those pokemon or feature them in new ways i did gain a little bit of appreciation for ducklet and swana because of new pokemon snap i will say yeah well that's another thing like pokemon snap also gave a lot of love to unova which i'm super grateful for yeah but uh, yeah i i don't know i just really love um unova and what's funny is like i think if you go back like the first episode we recorded i think i had once said unova was probably my least favorite but i think doing this podcast Mm -hmm. it helped me realize my love for unova yeah and it's just such a good region um (laughs) i would love to see more unova pokemon like i hope there's gonna be like a dlc or something because i noticed like there's no iron island yeah well there's that's kind of the rumor isn't it right that dlc is is impending yeah like I, i'll i pay whatever they want for it because uh, <laughs> i need a dlc for this game <laughs> i think that's about mostly it i mean everything i love about this game i, I think i've finally got to say because i've been I wanted to express this and i'll be honest my wife she hasn't been able to play so she's just like yeah whatever i don't care <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna ask if she was playing it because it's a it's a situation where there's just one game you know what i mean yeah so which isn't to say she couldn't play it but i i have another friend who typically plays with their spouse like the mm-hmm. two different versions simultaneously and she's mm-hmm. just playing it and he's not <laughs> it just yeah you know, he um, will i'm sure but yeah i only got one copy so if she wants to play she can it's just yeah. uh, she can't play while I'm playing. <laughs> right, you can't play at the same time. Yeah, right. It's good, man. It's really good. Yeah. It's so much fun. I love it. Uh, I just want to say, like, this might be in my top five favorite video games for Pokemon. I think it probably easily is for me. Because, and if you're considering everything, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, and I don't know why you wouldn't in this case. But, like, I think it probably is for me. I mean, we'll see when the dust settles, but I don't see why it wouldn't be. It's so different. It's so unique. Uh, uh, and it's so much fun. And it's so effortlessly fun and seamlessly fun. Yeah. I think out of, like, all the core series games, if I were to rank, like, if I were to go top, you know what? I'd even say this is probably top three. So I would go probably, like, first up, um, I would group black, white, black two, white two all together into one. Sure. I would put that as number one. Sure. Um, because they had so much post-game stuff, like, it was really nice. And I mean, they also, like... They had a whole sequel. <laughs> yeah. Like, re- like yeah. full-on actual sequel. <laughs> There's that. Um, next up, I'd probably go... You know, it's going to be a tie between X and Y and HeartGold SoulSilver. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then number three, or I guess technically number four, because you would eliminate number three, would go to Legends Arceus. 
Nice. You heard it here, everybody. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's my ranking for that. Uh, I just I love this game. Like I yeah. And here's the thing, though. I don't foresee myself restarting my file or anything like that. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. create like a second profile so I can uh, play again. Yeah. Maybe because I'll pick a different starter. Maybe I'll go with Rowlets. So this way, I can actually have on my team a shiny ponyta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah. overall, yeah, I love this game. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And, and and I don't think we're done talking about it either because you like, I still want to, there are still some folks I want to do an episode with. And I think at that point, it'll probably be like final thoughts where everybody on the podcast has done pretty much everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think this is a game we'll be talking about for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine, like I cannot see a world where there is not a second legends game or second game using the Pokemon action adventure format because Mm -hmm. the conversation that this has started and I haven't looked at sales figures, but like they've got to be good. I mean, there are people I know who don't play the core series anymore who got this game because it was like a, it was a refresh. You know what I mean? I know there's only one version, but I feel like it probably still did really well. Yeah. Honestly, I, I haven't heard a single bad thing from anyone about this game. Other than like maybe like I have some but graphic it all issues. revolves around yeah 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 it all revolves around graphics issues or the same thing that we always hear uh, about you know like just game freak in general people who don't believe that the games are incubating long enough which I don't even necessarily disagree with but if you're going to mm-hmm. talk about whether a game is complete or not I mean this one to me feels complete in the sense that no it doesn't give us everything we've gotten in every single game prior but to me that's not what makes a complete game a complete game is like we set we did everything that it feels like we set out to do not having abilities not having breeding a tree looking ugly does not make an incomplete game in my opinion <laughs> mm-hmm. you know i think this game you can play it exactly the way they meant to with an occasional glitch here or there looking at you electivire but like Mm-hmm. For the most part, it it plays the way that they want it to, I believe. And mm-hmm. I, I have had no, I've had zero issues with it not playing the way that it is supposed to. Yeah. The only like major like issue I saw was like, if you're like kind of far away from like a flying Pokemon, like mm-hmm. it's wings or whatever. Like I saw a Crobat and like the farther away it got, it was very like, yeah, it's like two frame animation. And I was like, okay, cool. And then it came closer and it was fine. I'm like, oh, hey, this is okay. This is, it didn't bother me. It's a choice that they're making. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not, I I get why people don't like it because it doesn't look good, but it's not a mistake. Everybody, the way that trees appear in sword and shield, like, or the way that just scenery, I shouldn't even say trees, trees. I know is a touchy subject when you talk about sword (laughs) and shield, but like the way that scenery appears or the animations from Pokemon far away, like, you don't have to like it, but it's not a mistake. It's very intentional. And I feel like I see people picking on it all the time, and I'm like, this is not a glitch. It's, it's not broken. It's yeah. just, Honestly. It just doesn't look the way you want it to. <laughs> yeah. The trees never bothered me in Sword and Shield. Honestly, yeah. I never even noticed them. And I feel like for Legends Arceus, I think people are just trying to be nitpicky to have something to complain about. Yeah. And that's it. Like, well, the people who are going to complain were people who are complaining about Sword and Shield, I think. I think I've, mm-hmm. I see a lot of overlap. It's a lot of the same criticisms. Yeah. And that's annoying so. to me because it's a very different game. <laughs> yeah, well. My feelings are very clear, I think, on this podcast about 
<laughs> the, the sword and shield mm-hmm. mega haters. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. Let's get to Varroa, shall we? Yeah. So just in case folks have not listened to the past couple episodes, let me do this real quick. Everybody, welcome to the Varroa region. At first, many of the people in Pokemon of Varroa may resemble those of the regions you visited before, but as you spend more time here, the more you'll discover Varroa's diverse landscapes, unique culture and traditions, and mysterious history. Last time, we learned about Professor Buck, who is the region professor, or at least one of the region's professors, who knows, who travels the region studying remnants of a world long forgotten to time. What is clear is that the people and Pokemon of yesteryear worked together to create a strong civilization uh, but it, what isn't clear is where that civilization went the Varroa region is an ongoing collaborative and partially improvised world building project and on each episode of victory road my guests and i will uncover more about the people places and pokemon of Varroa. and over time these stories of these people and these mythologies of these places will begin to unfold so kyle you are very excited to add some stuff um, yes and i'm very excited to hear what you have folks Typically, people who come on the show will have an opportunity to add a location or a character uh, or some Pokemon or some combination of all of these. Um, and you told me that you were listening to the Introduction to Varroa episode and your mind went a million different places. <laughs> it did. So let me first say, the first episode I listened to was actually the one with Dr. Ben. Okay, And great. when he created the new Pokemon, I'm like, ooh, what kind of new Pokemon could I create? I'm like, ooh, I could create like a different form from Magnemite. That would be so cool. But then I listened to the second episode, or the technically the episode before that. Right. Where you the one where the I was sort of figuring out what it would look like with Tommy. Yeah. And then when I heard that you said you wanted to base it off of like your where you live and where I live, I was like, oh, oh my, that, that that's awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. And so it caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, well, then what would I do? And my mind started spinning. I'm like, okay, well, what is my area known for? So like I live in Virginia Beach and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. do I want to go like a coastal thing or – Virginia is also kind of known for being, you know, like the first settlement into America with Jamestown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also have like Colonial Williamsburg and stuff like that. And I'm like, ooh, I could create like an old town where it uh, worships like the history of the land. And then it kind of dawned on me, I'm like, what if I went with like both? And so I've dubbed it because I live in Virginia Beach. I decided to sure. dub it Varroa Beach. Ooh, okay. All right. I'm into it. Nice. Yes. And so I've combined like basically Jamestown for like so uh they still have like all the old houses and settlements where everyone first came and whatnot. But it's still right next to a beach where they have where here in Virginia Beach we have the Neptune Festival. Oh, I don't know about the Neptune Festival. What is that? Uh basically once a year uh they have sand uh castle sculpting contests. Um, lots of vendors, uh, lots of food, stuff like that. Sure. So I've here I've dubbed it the Empoleon Festival. Okay, okay. Because Empoleon kind of re- has like this very Nep- King Neptune like thing. Cause he's got like the trident uh, up on his head and whatnot. So that's kind of what I called it there. Can and I so ask people... you a question about that? Sure. And maybe you were going to answer this, but I'm curious. And this 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 won't count against anything you were planning on adding, but mm-hmm. do the people in Varroa Beach do they celebrate the Empoleon Festival because Piplup and its line are native to this region, or is this a historical Pokemon that doesn't exist here anymore? Like, what's what's the status of it? Is it is it 
is it sort um, of an exotic species to this region or is it kind of the mascot of the of the town i would almost go say mascot of the town and actually that plays in really well uh with my gym leader mm-hmm. um so first gym leader really, of the region not necessarily chronologically but just the first one we're adding <laughs> yes this will be a gym leader um and so i was like who would i love to be a gym leader what type of pokemon would i love it to have and so I was thinking, and I'm like, okay, I really want to have Magnemite, but then I'm like, ah, uh, and I'm like, I want this character to look like me, but I'm like, no, we already got Watson, and I feel like I kind of look a little bit like Watson. I'm like, ooh. I'm so excited. What if this character was Watson's son? Okay, okay. Why not? And so, yes. And so I've, I keep trying to come up with a name. I want to go with like some, like a play on like how Watson is watts and i was like oh amperage and i'm like uh, amp amp i keep <laughs> i can't fully sure. figure it out yeah i'm still working on the name hmm. but then i'm like okay well why is he here yeah and i figure and because what's funny is like watson he's known for new Mauville, where they're trying to create a new city and this sure. guy he's living in a city where it's all based on the past Yes. And so he basically he I want to say I don't want to say like estranged from his father, but he's trying to be different from his father. Mm -hmm. And so he came to Varroa and he found this town and he comes with a magnemite because it was a gift from his father. Sure. And so once he finds out he's going to become a gym leader, he's like, I don't want to be an electric gym leader like my father. I want to be a steel type gym leader like my father. Ah, I was hoping you would say this. (laughs) So. And so, like, as we were talking about the Empoleon, I'm like, ooh, okay, Empoleon is a steel type. I'm putting that on his team. Yeah, yeah. And so he starts off with, like, a Magnemite. And you're like, okay, I could beat a Magnemite easily. But yeah. it's, like, a super heavily IV train Magnemite that you're like, how am I losing to a Magnemite? But if you can get past that, then he's got Durant. Nice. And uh, I was thinking, like, Metagross to go along with, like, the line of how... Magnemite and Beldum are from the same Pokemon, but then I was like, no, Empoleon. Nice. I like this a lot. So so you have to deal with an electric steel type, a water steel type, and a bug steel type. Yes. I think this is great because I think what you've done is you've kind of made, I think, a better, more thought out version of the ice gym in Sinnoh. Right, because the ice gym mm-hmm. in Sinnoh, you you hear it's an ice gym, you learn it's an ice gym, you go up north where everything is snowy and it's an ice gym, but really you have to like double think it and four D chess it because most of the Pokemon in there are also water type. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think you've done a better job here, where it's like you learn it's a steel gym, maybe mm-hmm. uh, you've maybe heard about it, maybe there's something about the area or the the gym itself or whatever the case may be, or just the culture around Empoleon. Uh, but you can't just roll up mm-hmm. with a fire type and also you mm-hmm. can't just roll up with a grass type. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you really have to, you have to yeah. have a team to tackle this gym. And you can't go with the ground type because Magnemite's got levitate. Yep. Well, and then, and then you're, then you're, you're rolling up to an Napoleon too. So exactly. Yeah. So that's my gym leader. And what's funny is like, you're also in like this old town where like everything's made out of wood and uh, just very old style from like the 1600s if you can think about that and you got a steel type gym leader so you get to the city and you're like okay okay maybe this guy's got like a grass type or just a you're on the beach maybe it's a water type and Mm -hmm. then you go in 
into like the gym and like the outside of the gym still looks like the very old colonial style. Ah, I dig it. And so then like you go inside and everything is like reinforced with steel. So you're like, okay, um, not what I was expecting. It's uh, <laughs> a lot colder on the inside. Uh-huh. Play on the little Doctor Who joke right there. Um, I was gonna, I was even gonna say it. And then I was like, I don't know if this is gonna land anywhere. <laughs> but I'm with you. I, it would have landed with me. <laughs> yeah. And then you roll up and it's like, all right. Uh, hi. Welcome to Varroa Beach. I'm uh, this town's gym leader. And here we go. And like, you first start off with like a Magnemite and you're like, okay. And so like, if he's later on in the line, mm-hmm. you're like, uh, aren't you like gym seven or eight? Uh, I <laughs> thought this would be harder. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this Magnemite is just, just starts, Beast. you know, it's like, it's, it's a buff Magnemite. Yeah. And then he sends out Durant and Durants are known for digging out two Pokemon you're not expecting. And then he sends out his ace, an Empoleon. And you're like, should have seen that one coming. <laughs> I love this. I love this a lot. I think um, it makes a lot of sense that this is sort of like a historical town too, especially based on where your real life sort of location is, but even just mm-hmm. for the lore of this region, because we don't know a whole lot about Varroa yet, but the one thing that we do kind of know is that there are these two big cities, one on the East Coast and one on the Northern Coast, and these two cities are what Buck believes to be the oldest settlements in the region. So this mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. And I don't know, you know, we haven't learned very much about the Northern City just yet, but I do think the fact that this Eastern City has sort of embraced a lot of the older roots or at least some era of its history uh, because I think you know the history goes really deep beyond the point that people necessarily fully understand um, I think could create an interesting dynamic with the northern city which is sort of the other big city Um, yeah now I will say I love that Varroa Beach has embraced sort of like an older era I would love to have something even older that maybe they don't know about Um, okay so because this region I think is known for what Buck does, which is sort of mm-hmm. go to ruins or investigate these strange sort of anomalies on the land. What is something that could exist in Varroa Beach that is maybe a mystery to even the people that live there that is just Ooh. this thing that Professor Buck would go to check out to say like, you know what, Varroa Beach has one of those things and those people seem to know their history, but no one seems to know what this thing is or this place is. I'm going to mm. go check it out. I'm trying to think of like what I could relate that to here. Um, well, there's a lot of like caverns, uh, a little bit more northern Virginia. Um, we also have the Great Bismuth Swamp. I wonder if there's something in the swamp, something because like I I don't know because I'm not from a an area that's uh, swampy, right. like a totally different biome. <laughs> it, the the Great Bismuth Swamp is like also like 45 minutes to like an hour away from me, so I've never actually fully been there. But I'm just like throwing ideas out. But like, no, 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 I love that. I love I like okay. I, the thing that's so cool about Pokemon regions is that they can have biomes out the wazoo and none of it has to make any mm-hmm. sense you can put you know a desert next to a swamp next to a rainforest and no one cares because it's pokemon you know what i mean yeah so I, I love the idea of a swamp i just don't know a whole lot about them i wonder if there's something that could be in the swamp that people don't even necessarily investigate very much that would be a challenge for buck to even get to and maybe this mm-hmm. is why people don't pay it that much mind maybe even if like everybody haunted... kind of knows it's there is it like a haunted swamp it could be it could be. Yeah. I like that idea because instead of it being the sort of presumed grass and water area on the mm-hmm. map, it could be more known for ghost type Pokemon. Yeah. It could literally just be called the Haunted Swamp. Mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of cool. <laughs> mm. Ooh, so I just thought of something. So 
Okay. Um, so Virginia Beach is also kind of uh in hurricane uh city area. Mm-hmm. It can also is also known for getting hit with hurricanes. So like any time like a hurricane or whatever big storm huge gusts of wind start coming, yeah. everyone always gathers to the gym because it's steel reinforced on the inside. Oh, that's right, because it's probably the most modern building, if only for renovations. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to work with here. I mean, we don't have to have mm-hmm. everything figured out in right, any particular right. location, but I think this is an amazing start to, to Varroa yeah. Beach. And we have another place with a name, which I love. I don't know. Have you thought of a name for the gym leader, or should we table it for the time uh, being? Because I, I know Ben I, tabled I wanna... some stuff. I have some updates on Ben's stuff that I'll I'll let everybody know about. We've got names for the stuff Ben added, but oh, cool. what are you um, thinking for the gym leader? I, I want it to be like a play on, because I feel like Watson would have tried to try to name his son after another type of like electrical current or something sure. like that. So I don't know, amperage, voltage, uh, you know, what? volt, V-O-L-T. Just volt. I like it. Because, well, think about it. Cause also like, oh, hey, have you heard about gym leader volt? And you're thinking, oh, he's an right. electric type gym leader. Okay. Yeah. So you go in and he's like, eh, no, this was all my dad's doing. I'm yeah. a steel type. Especially if you learn about Volt earlier in your journey, you know what I mean? Like, you haven't mm-hmm. learned who Volt is, but you know Volt's name for some reason. Or maybe you encounter him early on, but don't battle him, you know? Kind of like a Cynthia. Or, like, he shows up with a Magnemite, and you're thinking, okay, this guy's an electric-type uh-huh. gym leader. Yeah. Okay, I got this in my brain. And you don't see any of his other Pokemon. And then you start with Magnemite, and you're still thinking it's going to be an electric-type gym. Yeah. And then he pulls out the Durant and then Poliana. <laughs> yeah, I lo- I think this is great. I think it's great. Um, awesome. This is fantastic. So we have Varroa Beach is sort of the larger city on the east coast of Varroa. Um, mm-hmm. They're known probably outside of the region even for their Empoleon Festival. It's probably the type of thing that people might come to Varroa uh, to be a part of. I don't know if that's the case for Vir- Virginia Beach, but it sounds like in the world of Pokemon, it's the type of thing people would sort of come for tourist-wise. Oh, yeah, we're a huge tourist city, so this would be perfect. Yeah. And then we know that we've got a gym leader here, so there's definitely a gym in the city, which I would have expected anyway. The two biggest cities should have gyms. Um, mm-hmm. Volt, Watson's son, is the is the gym leader who's a steel-type trainer, a sneaky steel-type trainer, which I love. Yep. Um, and we know that there's a haunted swamp outside of this, uh, outside of the city. Which we maybe haven't mm-hmm. explored and don't necessarily need to immediately, but we know that there's a haunted swamp, which is exciting. So if anybody mm-hmm. anybody's slated to come on the podcast, know that there's kind of a biome out there that we haven't fully explored yet. And in the haunted swamp, something exists that mm-hmm. would draw Professor Buck's attention to try to figure out some of the history of the region. I love this. I love this so awesome. much. See, I wanted to do something with Magnemite, but I didn't want to go, like, overly, oh my gosh, Magnemite everywhere, everywhere. Stick it. I want this, like, Magnemite-shaped building. I want everyone I mean, to worship the god that is Magnemite. But no, no one would have been like, mad. Gonna... <laughs> no one would have been upset about it. I wanted to go subtle, and so yeah. I figured just having him have a Magnemite, but it also creates this whole, okay, this was a gift Pokemon from his dad, but he doesn't want to be an electric-type gym leader like his dad, so he's going to take the second typing of Magnemite and go with yeah. a steel-type. And he doesn't evolve as Magnemite because he knows it creates like a false sense of security for his gym. And also he loves his Magnemite as is. So we've got all this new stuff, which is amazing. And I can't wait. It's it's so fun because now I just get to think about this world. You know, I just get to Mm -hmm. think about it all the time. 
Um, but we have some updates from from Ben's session as well. So the uh, Ben introduced a an alternate evolution, a regional variant evolution of Shelgon um, that we are calling Scarmance or Scarmance. Okay, Scarmance, Salamence, yes, yeah, Scarmance. Um, and the town that he added, which is built into and integrated into tunnels that are carved out by this Scarmance, basically scars in the earth, right? is just very simply called Scar Town. They revere Scarments as sort of their own type of mascot Pokemon. And so those are those are sort of the things we hadn't named yet that now have a name. So we have Scar Town, and it's sort of uh, revered Pokemon Scarments. And we have Varroa Beach um, now on mm-hmm. the map, which is great. Two cities down. Not that there's a limit, but <laughs> it's mm-hmm. exciting to have places to go. <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, that's fantastic. I love it. Were there so I'm assuming then the Pokemon that you're adding because typically we'll have people add you know any number of Pokemon. I'm assuming then mm-hmm. that the Magnemite line, the Piplup line, and Durant are the Pokemon you want to add. Yes. Anything we need to know about them, or are they all are they the versions we're familiar with? Um. Yeah. I tried to come up with something different for Magnemite, but I just couldn't. So I'm gonna keep. Why change everything. something that's perfect? Exactly. <laughs> um. Uh, could we change Durant? You could if you wanted to, but I do like the fact that it is... Well, I mean, it would need to be steel still, right? So mm-hmm. you could do something with it if you wanted to. But, I mean, it fits into everything you built, which is this steel uh, mm-hmm. steel dual-type gym. Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep Durant the same. Isn't to say somebody couldn't add another version of Durant later. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm good for now. Um cool. Yeah. Yeah, those are what I want to add. Like, I thought about maybe putting Skarmory on the team, but I was like, mm-hmm. no, nah. I feel like every Steel type's got a Skarmory. I'm going to go with Durant. Durant's cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Skarmory's been done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Well, do we have any other business to attend to? This has been such a wonderful time. I don't want to let you go. Uh, oh, oh, I'm pretty sure my wife wants me to go, though. So I, know, I think that's I know. about it. Cool. Well, the next episode maybe about Arceus, but like I said, I really want it to be sort of our final thought. So whether that's next episode or an episode after that or what, I'm not sure. If it is not Legends Arceus, it very possibly could be the anime because the anime dropped while the conversation about Legends Arceus was happening. So just stay tuned mm-hmm. on what next episode is. Um, in the meantime, Kyle, is there anywhere you would like people to follow you or uh, are you in hiding mode? <laughs> no, you guys can find me on Twitter at Deadpool underscore Ranger, like always. And if you want, you can also find me on TikTok where I make uh, fun little videos with uh, Luke, um, uh, which I think you just look for my full name, Kyle Schetzel. Nice. Uh, that's K-Y-L-E-S-C-H-E-T-Z-E-L. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Nice. I love it. Uh, definitely check that stuff out. Check out the podcast on Twitter at Victory Road Pod. Um, and uh, let us know how you're enjoying Arceus if you have not already. You can find me on Twitter at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y, or on my other podcast, Walloping Web Snappers, Falling With Style, and Novel Gaming, because the podcasting just doesn't end in this house. I tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If there's anything in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and would like to appear on the podcast, or if there's just something you'd like to talk about, let us know. Best way is Twitter, wherever. Um, and until next time, I am headed back to a field camp to uh, probably honestly shiny hunt. Should I finish the game or post scene stuff? Yes. Am I going to shiny hunt? Almost certainly. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. See you later. Bye. Bye.